trust me, for two years and a half, I didn't know anything about a Starbucks. I didn't know anything about going and taking a walk at the beach, you know, because my schedule was so tied from six o'clock in the morning all the way into 12, one o'clock in the, in the morning. And I would only sleep a couple of hours in order to make things happen. Welcome to the Crossing It Off podcast, where we believe living with intention through a bucket list lifestyle is a great way to bring yourself personal joy. As you are crossing items off your list, you're actually filling up your bucket. The more items you cross off, the more joy gets added, until eventually your joy spills over into the lives of those around you. My name is Roger Williams, and as the host of this show, I will be interviewing guests, people just like you, that are crossing items off their own bucket list. My hope is that by hearing these stories, you will be inspired and empowered to cross items off your own bucket list. When you find something impactful for your journey, we invite you to share the episode with one other person and leave an honest rating or review of the show. This is an amazing way for you to gift those feelings of inspiration and joy to others. Now let's start crossing it off together. Welcome everybody to another episode of Crossing It Off Podcast. I am super excited today for my guest to be here and share her experience. Yvette Durazo is an author and a mother and uh, a passionate about uh, her stuff. We're glad that she's here. Yvette, welcome to the show. Thank you, Roger, for inviting me and for inviting me to your audience. Yeah. So tell them, what did you cross off your bucket list? What I crossed off my bucket list is the, the ability to do a master's degree while working full time and also raising my, my daughter. Okay, so so let's walk back in time. Your uh, you've got your your bachelor's. Where are you in life at that point, and what's going on, and why was it so important for you to at that point in your life to say I'm going to put getting a master's on my bucket list? Well, I found it very important because um, you know I graduated from a bachelor bachelor's degree back in the days when bachelor's degree really were very worth it, and I'm saying that because. Because of the fact that I am Latina, I didn't get mentorship and I didn't I didn't know how to go about after getting a bachelor's degree, how to be utilize my bachelor's degree. To to put it in short, I got my bachelor's degree. I didn't know what else to do, and I ended up going and applying for a job as a receptionist with a bachelor's degree. And we're talking, I don't want to age myself, but we're talking about over 25 years ago. And that set me very much backwards because uh, I started with a very low salary with jobs that, you know, people would not see uh, the ability to where to raise me and, and help me to, to, to develop. And, and that really set me back economically, you know, and career wise. I didn't know what I know now that I'm trying to share with my own uh, children and with the children's of those friends that I get to get to, to touch and and I share with them all that I know now that universities can bring and the organizations do to recruit students like me that you know if I would have had been recruited by an organization another story I would be counting or, or sharing today with you Roger but the idea about getting a master's degree was the idea about how can I get out of the situation of the job that I had to be able to get to the next level, thinking that it was it was the degree that the most that I needed. But in reality, after years passed, I realized that it was uh, the fact that 
you know, I'm Latina and, and that there wasn't a lot of support around the family, a lot of mentors. And I ended up in, in, in jobs that uh, didn't care less about uh, helping uh, diversity. Put it put it in short, and and eventually, in years past, I learned that even that university where I used to work with even had approached a proposition two hundred nine that they didn't have any food, uh, fiduciary responsibility with affirmative actions in in diversity. So I was working for one of the biggest employees uh, employers in the in 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 the area where I lived, and yet I was not able to get anywhere. And it was getting to the point that years were passing and somehow the money was not enough to be able to to live and pay rent and, and, and live. Once you decided, like, I'm going to go get this degree, were there programs in place to help you at the university or did you have to do it all yourself? I, again, I had to do it all myself. As much as I mentioned to my employer and my supervisor, there was never any support, never help. So I had to go by myself, figure it out, you know, how to get a loan to pay for my master's degree. It was not an option for me to quit my job and go full blown as a student. So I had to figure it out how to work full time, be able to go and get a master's degree and do it all simultaneously uh, at the same time and, and figure it out. So I ended up having to uh, pick up a loan in order to you know, fund my own master's degree uh, in order to make my dream come true. How long was the program that, that you got your degree in and how long did it take you to complete it? Because it sounds like you had uh, a lot of stuff going on that you wouldn't do a traditional program. Yeah, you, know, you wouldn't do a traditional time frame. So how long did it take you to complete the program and how long should, should it, you know, the university say it should take? Well, actually, I ended up going to a state uh, university, a traditional university. But it happens that they had this master's degree under what they call extension, which is for professionals that want to advance themselves in their career. And the only difference is that because it was through extension, uh, the university extension, um, I couldn't go through the, the regular financial aid process. I had to go and get a loan. If mm-hmm. I would have had gone through the regular university daytime, then I would have probably perhaps uh, get the opportunity to get financial aid. But, you know, it wasn't the option because at the same time I was raising my daughter and, and I didn't have any family uh, to support me in any way. So I had to really figure it out all by myself. So it took me approximately two years and a half. I did it exactly what it probably would have taken someone to do it in a regular, you know, day. Um, that's why when people say, you know, I have 14 units or 12 units and I still cannot do this and they're not working, I, I, I look at them and it's like, you know what? If you want, you can make it happen. I know it's not easy, but trust me, for two years and a half, I didn't know anything about a Starbucks. I didn't know anything about going and taking a walk at the beach, you know, because my schedule was so tied from six o'clock in the morning all the way until 12, one o'clock in the, in the morning. And I would only sleep a couple of hours in order to make things happen. Yeah. So walk us through that a little bit. Like, how did you 
go from like doing a nine to five and adding and being a parent and adding all this other stuff? What were some of the resources that you used or how did you manage your time in such a way? Because I think that's just absolutely incredible that you did it on time um, and being in that situation. So how, how did that work for you? What were some of the things you had to personally do to make that happen? Well, let me add to it that not only that was I doing a master's degree, I also was doing a, a certificate program as a coach because somehow <laughs> I figured out that the master's degree was going to go hand in hand with a coaching credential. Mm-hmm. And it turned out that the coaching program was also very similar to a master's degree because it was a one-year commitment and where I had homework, I had to travel every two months to a different location to spend a weekend, a four-day weekend, in order to, you know, build up that skill. And on top of that, Roger, I always I also was suffering from health issues and severe and debilitating anxiety. Mm. And, and where I didn't want to take medication uh, because I was so afraid of medication. You know, and and I have, you know, I'm one of those people that maybe you have heard of that are functional, uh, functional people with anxiety. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm always, you know, on and off, I have anxiety and I have learned how to manage it, but, you know, sometimes get a little bit out of control, but you know what? Nothing stopped me. I, I figure, figure out, I always figure, figure out a way. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing all this. You have how many children at the time? I had two, but I was raising my daughter because my son decided to go and stay and live with his dad. Okay. So, so- yeah, full time mom while you were doing it, do you think that she understood what you were going through and what sacrifices you were making and especially probably making them for her? Was she understanding of that process? Sadly to say no. Uh, Why? Because because of the relationship with my ex-husband that he was very upset about the situation of the divorce, he was always overshadowing um, the the ability to me to make an impact. And, and also the fact that all of a sudden, imagine this, uh, all of a sudden I got divorced. Uh, I, I'm a, a type A personality with a lot of energy. I used to coordinate uh, events for the city, a lot of energy. And all of a sudden, mom becomes uh, sick. Right. Mm. And, and all of a sudden, I'm not fully functional. I, I am very I became extremely introverted. Now, if I do my personality test, I'm half and half because of all the years that I had to deal with these recurrency issues of health. And I think that that affected her. Um, and, and we have talked about it, uh, you know, with my daughter and, and it has affected her. And I think that she felt lonely. I think that that affected her. And I don't think to 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 these years she she still can see all the stuff that i sacrificed and all the things that i got not to do and not to enjoy or anything in order to make things happen here at the crossing it off podcast we are passionate about inspiring you in your bucket list lifestyle and empowering you to live out your list we offer many resources to assist you in your bucket list journey such as web resources in the show notes bucket list mentoring services my book live out your lists a private facebook group for you to share your bucket list success stories with others and more all of these can be found at crossingitoffpodcast.com Find the resource that fits your need so that you can live out your list. Now back to the show. But I think as 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 he as she grows up and, and goes through life experiences, she will probably retrospect and see, wow, you know, my mom did all of this and she was alone and nobody was helping her, 
you know, she didn't have a relationship or, or a boyfriend, anything like that, because I was a very traditional mom. You know, I never brought anybody to home. Um, I didn't date. I, I refused to date because she was very young and, and, and being a girl. Um, and I pretty much, you know, single tended pretty much the entire parenting, um, as you can imagine. But eventually, I hope that one of these days, you yeah. know, what I have done will impact her and, and she will do things, you know, in a bigger scale because, you know, she she had the experience to see somebody in the works struggling doing everything I was doing. Yeah. And you know what? It, it is one of those things. Uh, the same child can be born and raised in the same family. Both of those children will see life very differently, will create meaning of life very differently. And that's something that, you know, a lot of us as parents don't have control over that. Right. Yeah. And we always try to do the best. Uh, but nevertheless, you know, I, I keep supporting her and helping her out. Uh, she has gone through life challenges as well uh, in in trying to get her engineering degree. Um, you know, I'm I'm still helping her out as much as I can yeah. um, to to make it to make it happen because you know I feel that in this era of life, I think uh, women should be able to take care of their own selves in order to be in a position to be in a relationship because they want to, not because they have to. Yeah. Just like it happened to me. I was actually married when I was 16 years old. Mm. I was very young. And and my only way out that I knew was my education. Yeah. It was not running with a, another person. It was not, not getting into another relationship. You know, up until this day, I'm still single. Uh, <laughs> because I'm, I became very picky after that. You know, I, I take care of my own self. I take care of, of my of, of my own financial needs. And, and it becomes difficult because then you become very extremely, uh, uh, you know, picky, if you may. Because you, you want to make sure you find that right partner that will add to your peace and add to your life, not take away from. And, and yeah. I got to, I got to learn how to recognize those individuals very fast. And, and I run the other way whenever I see somebody <laughs> <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. I think that we're responsible for our own joy. Always. Yes, exactly. So having, yeah. having had that experience where you have to provide that for yourself, I think is, is, a, is a great learning opportunity to, to say, I can provide my own joy. I don't need to rely on somebody else to do that for me. Speaking of joy, you, you go through this, you do all this hard work, you do it on your own and you get to the end of the program. Do you walk on grad? Did you walk on graduation day? Did you, did you wear a cap and gown? Well, actually, I almost I almost didn't, but somebody encouraged me to do it Good. just to make it memorable. Because yeah. I had to I had to go all the way to L.A. because the university was is in L.A. Wow. And I was all with the anxiety. I didn't you know, it was hard for me to drive. Imagine that it was hard for me to drive with the anxiety. But, um, you know, I, I somebody that that knows me, uh, a good friend says, you know, you have to do it. You have to. You have to bring your children along and you have to do it to make it memorable. Yeah. And I actually did. And, and but you know, um, unfortunately, not right away, the master's degree made an impact in my career. Why? Because I was still stuck in the same uh, organization, trying to let them know, look up all what I have done. Please help me out. I want to build my career here. It never happened. But nevertheless, on the side, I was working full time and on the side, I was I was going to any place that, that they allowed me to to give a talk 
and I was reading and I, I wanted to make, become a, an expert in the field of work that I went and got my master's degree on. And then that is what I dedicated myself for several years to. Yeah. So let's, let's stick on the graduation. Cause I think, I, I think your friend was right. It's super important, right? Because that is the ultimate crossing off the item. Yes, <laughs> in, in your case, it's like yeah, walking that stage. Cause I, I'm in the semi in the same boat. I got my bachelor's degree when I was 44 years old. And so, so it was like, I'm Kudos. walking, I'm walking, you know, <laughs> I, I, I did this. I, I come from a first generation family myself and I'm like, this is something that's not normal. And I'm going to walk and I'm going to show my kids that and so what was that experience like for you that day where you where you got to you know move the tassel and walk into whatever venue that they were holding the graduation how did you personally feel at that moment about this thing that you've crossed off oh my god it was liberating in a way Mm. but then with another responsibility that i i i still haven't find my my way to to build joy into my life, a work and life balance, if, 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 if you can say that. Uh, and that was like, okay, well, now I already crossed this. I already graduated a master's degree. I already graduated uh, my my coaching program. What's next, right? What is next? And then that is what I did, where I said, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and for my birthday, you know, after I, I, I uh, graduated in June and then for my birthday, I'm going to go to the county uh, department and I'm going to open up my consulting business. That's going to be my gift. Nice. And that is exactly what I did. I went in, and in, in 2011, I went and, and walked to the county and say that day, my day of my birthday, I opened up my consulting business. And I and I said, I'm going to open it up and I'm going to start going to network events and, I'm, you know, and talking in any platform that they invite me to. And to talk about, you know, the feel of uh, conflict management in the workplace. And in the interesting thing that I found that it was, uh, it, it wasn't that it wasn't very welcoming, but it was like a taboo. Now with everything that we have been dealing with in these past three years, mm-hmm. you know, now they start more and more talking about the fact that it is a very valuable skill and it's a most needed skill in the workplace, right? And, and, and I started, you know, giving talks and, and, and sharing my, my experience and expertise with nonprofit organizations, uh, any, any uh, associations that have to do with professionals, the Human Resource Project Management Institute. I, I went to conference of my own field to give talks and talks. And, and that allowed me, because I didn't have that support system, that mentorship program, that allowed me through years to realize that, yeah, I am a specialist. You know, at first it was very hard for me to call myself a specialist. And 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 because I didn't have the job or I didn't have a title. Mm-hmm. And and it took years, you know, to to be able to do that. Eventually I, you know, not only did I got my master's degree, not only that I went through all this struggle with my health being a single mom, but I also have my uh my stories of having worked hostility mm. in the workplace while I was studying my master's degree and the only thing that I was able to create meaning off of that so that it wouldn't affect me as much on my health was that I was going through that same experience because I wanted to be a specialist in this area an expert and if I if I didn't know firsthand what 
could happen to an individual going through bullying, going through micromanagement, going through clicks, you know, going through all of these type of uh, hostile environments, how would I be able to support and help other people and coach them out of there or coach organizations into building a harmonious workplace and relationship? You mentioned, uh, we'll get there. We, you mentioned <laughs> mentoring, right? You mentioned, so if someone came to you and was in the same position, they were, they didn't know how to navigate the system. They wanted to, to progress in their environment in their job place and and looking at getting a master's degree was a thing and they also you know same situation with you as far as all these other things in life going along <laughs> during that process what's like one piece of practical advice that you would give that person they said hey i'm thinking about putting getting a master's degree on my bucket list but i'm a single mom well, what would be the piece of advice you would give them and say you know you're going to be successful if you do x you know, I, I, I had, a, you know, because I was starting to become a coach, I had to have my own coach. Mm. So the coach, getting coaching really helped a lot. And, and obviously my, my desires to really make a difference with the career that I was building. Um, I really fell in love with the master's degree. I was, you know, I became very passionate about it. And, and I felt that that was going to be, uh, the energy driver, right? The coaching, the passion that I had and, and my willingness to get out of the situation that I was into because my the standard of living, the inflation was going up and I wasn't making it through. It was getting to a point that it was just difficult even to pay rent. And I live in California and, and you know, California tends to be very expensive. Yeah. And um, and I think that between that having a lot of choice and 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 or actually, I could have had choices. You know, people would say, "Well, why don't you went out and, and marry a guy?" You know, and somebody no, but that was not a that was not an option for me because I said, you know, I have my daughter. I need to make sure she she I take care of her and and she has a, a the best environment possible. But I I knew that through my career that was my way out, and 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 I think that it's doable. I would tell to that person that it's doable that shut down people that said that they're not not to do it that you're gonna do you know you're gonna uh, miss out on things you know you will miss out on things like everything else in life but if you have the satisfaction that you check out this huge thing out of your pocket list it can change and transform your life so um, so tell us it sounds like you're very passionate about the experience you went through uh, to the point where you wrote a book so what's the premise of your book and what, why, how did, how did going through that process of getting your certificate and the, the bachelor's degree um, inform you writing the book? Well, the, the book is about in conflict intelligence, mm. how to turbocharge leaders and organizations, emotional intelligence to become conflict intelligent. And as I was working with people and I sometimes was volunteering my work and, and working and coaching people and going into a few companies here and there that, that will bring me in, I noticed that I had developed a methodology. Mm. And I noticed that I was having good results with people, but it was very difficult to quantify because, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a specialist in the area. I'm not a, I'm a, I'm not a, a business expert. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, the topics that I was working with companies with, they, they were very confidential. Right. Because sometimes I would go and do mediation. Sometimes I would go in and, and deal with with 
you know, organizational conflict. So it was very difficult to get uh, testimonials, right? And, and get information that will help me to build a case that I have built this methodology. So I said, well, I'm going to write a book then. And I'm going to, and I'm going to share a little bit about my methodology so that, so that that accentuates that I know what I'm talking about and, and be able to have something out there for people to, to, to read and to make a difference. Yvette, what's something else on your bucket list that you want to cross off? I, I think that right now what I want to cross off, you know, after 10 years, uh, almost almost 11 years, I want to I wanna get to that point where, where my book and, and my consulting business makes an impact in organization. Yvette, how can people find out more information about your book and the work that you do? Well, uh, if they Google my name, they could find a whole bunch of podcasts, YouTube videos, Yvette Durazo. The other website is unitiveconsultant.com. My book is in Amazon, um, you know, and I'm doing it everything by myself, very organic. That's why you're not going to see a whole bunch of reviews because I don't, I don't have, I'm not going to spend the 10,000, 20,000, 40,000 to pay somebody to put me at, uh, as a, what is it, a, a bestseller and yeah, stuff like that yeah. i'm doing it all organically uh but the book is there and i think that you know i'm making an impact just to having that book out there and having it for people to have the opportunity to to learn these skills you know yeah. i think that the the most the most valuable uh weapon if you may is your mouth you can kill people through your mouth and you or you can or you can impact people through your mouth That's so a, that uh, a great place like, to... yeah yeah, that's a great like place resolution. to stop. Yeah, it's a great yeah. place to end. I'm so grateful that you came on today. Uh, I know this is going to be impactful for folks and, and all your links will be in the show notes uh, for them to be able to find you. And Yvette, thank you so much for being here and sharing your story. Thank you so much, Roger, for inviting me. Yeah.